Well, hello, everybody. Hi, hi. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And if um, you start hearing flute playing in the background, I apologize. My son is practicing for a big performance this weekend. And I, you know, I can't really quiet him because he really needs to practice and he's having anxiety. So I apologize if the sound isn't great. Um, we'll do, I will do my best. So tonight um, I'm going to talk about uh, body image and, um, you know, we haven't discussed it here before. And I think I have a little bit of a, maybe a different take on it than, um, than you're expecting. And, um, you know, and like all things, I just, I really always pray that my information is helpful and useful, not controversial and not to like instigate or, or make people feel any bad way, right? I really, that is never my hope and never my intention. And I don't look to offend anybody. Um, but I really, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this topic and how could I um, incorporate the steps, my relationship with God and the big book into such a, sometimes it seems like a trivial topic unless you're the one who this is consuming and that doesn't feel so trivial after all. So I wanna um, you know, sort of give, for those of you that are new, um, it's, I think it's an appropriate time for me to share my photos because of this specific topic. So you know, this is something that I have some um, experience with is having images about my body that might have been problematic and some based on the reality of what it, what it did look like and the way that I felt about it. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna share um, some photos and um, you know, if you've seen it before, you know, you could take a snooze, you can, you can like say, okay, well, here we go. Um, you know, this was me, um, this is me. I shouldn't say this was me, this is me. This is me in the bondage of food. This is me battling the addiction of compulsive overeating. And one of the symptoms of being a compulsive overeater is obesity. That's as a visible symptom of having this disease. Just like, you know, if you had uh, asthma, a symptom of asthma is difficulty breathing, right? Is, is uh, raspy breathing. And so this is what it looked like for me. I, you know, battled, this is 21 years ago because my daughter just turned 21, that's her there. Um, and, you know, this is us, this is us throughout the ages. I'm gonna kind of whip through them a little bit quickly without giving the whole story. But, um, you know, I did not feel great about myself in these photos, but not feeling good about myself wasn't enough of a motivation because motivation wasn't what I lacked. I lacked power. So I had plenty of motivation and we, you know, often I, you know, I would take trips, I would do things, I would try to, you know, summon up all my human resources, all my power. I loved diets. I was, I shouldn't say love diets. I, I loved the idea that I could control this problem, that I could manipulate the amount of food I brought into my body. I could manipulate the amount of movement that I did to my body and that I could somehow, a change of the symptoms 
not necessarily of the disease, but of the symptoms. I wanted the visible symptoms to take a back seat. I didn't always want to stop what I was doing, although there did come a point where I did want to stop what I was doing and found I was powerless to stop. I had plenty of motivation to stop. This is me throughout the, throughout the years. You know, um, when I was at this particular event, what I remember about this event, and it's one of many events, is that I often, you would see pictures of me with a drink in hand, and I also know that there was food in my pockets. Like, you don't know that, but there was food in those pockets. And if it wasn't in that moment, soon to be food in the pocket. And I spent many of these events um, drinking a lot because I was very full of resentment and anger and hurt and fear and all those feelings when I would go to these family events with people who loved me. And I drank a lot to get through those events and I ate a lot and I would wind up eating a lot in the bathroom because I didn't want anyone to see quite what I was eating because I didn't feel very good about the way I looked and the amount that I was consuming. And this was me when my son, the one that was practicing the flute, <laughs> was a baby. Um, and it was really hard to hold him. I really, really, it was so painful because I could barely, you could see my arms are barely making it around him because of the size of my body. And he was really active. You could also see he was already peeking over, looking for how am I going to get down? And I couldn't keep up with him and I couldn't hold him. And that was pretty, it was pretty crushing. It was pretty crushing. Um, these are some side-by-side -side photos. You know, this is me when I was at my worst. Um, again, with my son and, um, you know, and this is me in a recovered state, you know, having been physically transformed. And, um, so my body has been all over the map, right? It's been all over the place. And, um, you know, this photo, especially in the gray, I wanna really hone in on this because this really has a lot to do with this topic of body image. Because you can see in that photo, um, I was still large. I still had plenty of weight to lose. But if you look at my face, I was recovered there. And I remember that event because the resentments that I felt in the previous picture were gone. There were no food in my pockets. I did not need to drink. I was making this elaborate affair for my daughter's bas mitzvah and paying an arm and a leg. And I ate my small little happy <laughs> abstinent plate of food. There was a room for dessert and none of it called my name. There was an open bar, none of it was interesting to me, but the most powerful thing of all was that I felt really good in my body that day. I felt great in that dress. I know, by the way, it was a size 22. I remember when I bought it and that was actually, that was like real progress for me because I had lost a significant amount of weight, but I felt amazing in it. I felt like it was a size eight. I felt, I felt good inside. Um, the resentments between me and my family were gone, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, this is me, you know, this is really, this is me. All of these dresses fit me. I know it, I go in the closet, I just take them out and put them on. And this was me in the fall, having gone in, pulled out one of those dresses. Um, so, I have experience with this, with this disease and I have a lot of experience with my body wearing 
the symptoms of this disease. And now I really want to jump in. Now that you know, right, I have experience with this. Um, what I love about sharing the photos is usually when I share them and I can see all my friends on the screen, people's, you know, cameras are on, people tend to lean in a little bit because they're like, wait a second, she, she was there. Like you can, I'm lucky because my transformation is a visible one. Lots of people have profound transformations, but they don't wear it on their body. And so they have, you have to listen to them more. I get to put out my pictures and the pictures speak about the power of a miracle, right? Um, and so that's why I like to share them because that, that is not a result of me. That's a result of God. That is God entering into my heart and changing me profoundly. Um, so let's talk about the topic now. Now that I see more cameras on, now I see you, you're leaning in, I see some smiles, some nods. Now let's discuss the topic. So let's discuss body image. And what is an image, right? It's the representation of the external form of a person. So it's the, it's the, it's the skin, it's the outer part of me. An image is also the general impression that a person or an organization or a product presents to the public. It's, the pub, it's what the public gets to see. An image is also public perception, how you're perceived, how you're viewed, how you're maybe thought of based on your appearance, right? Based on the image. So usually when people talk about body image, they're referring to their own opinions about their appearance, about how they look externally and how they feel about how they look externally, what they think about how they look externally. And usually what it is is people are at odds with the way that they view themselves and they wanna feel better. They wanna feel better about themselves and more confident and more comfortable in their bodies. And this is usually mixed with thoughts about how to improve their physical appearance. They like run side by side. They wanna feel better about it and they also wanna improve it. You know, and, and there's often this back and forth between attempts to have acceptance of themselves and attempts to fix their external. And it's like, a like this back and forth kind of a thing. If only I can make myself look better, then I'll feel better. If only I can feel better, then I'm gonna look better. Or it doesn't matter what I look like, it's how I feel about my looks. There's like this tug of war that happens. And you know, for those of us, I have to say, who, who love us or have relationships with us, when we're focused on our body image, it's like walking in a minefield. Think about, my poor husband, when I'm battling this body image thing. You know, I have a funny story and it'll sort of like kind of put you guys at ease because um, I have, you know, I have loose skin on my upper arms. That's just, it's the, it's the scarring of having been morbidly obese. And there's really, there's nothing I'm really going to be able to do about it. Just isn't. And one night I said to my husband, I was like trying stuff on. And I said, oh, I really, I hate my upper arms. You know, I, I went into one of those things again. And I think when I do that, I'm, I'm like actually fishing 
for him to give me reassurance. I want like a little pat on the back. I want accolades, you know? And so I said, oh gosh, I feel so bad about this skin on my arms. It's loose and it's hanging and nothing I can do about it. And, you know, I heard that the surgery for that is just like, intolerable. It's painful. I won't be able to work or lift my arms. And my husband said to me, really, your arms bother you? I would have thought you'd been more upset about your stomach. <laughs> like, holy smokes, right? And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. like, it was, you know, and so what can I say about that? Well, you know, he could not win. There was nothing that man could say to win. He was really, he was not saying your stomach is ugly or I don't love you or any of those other things. He was actually just commenting, I wouldn't think your arms would bother you. I would have thought that your stomach would bother you more. And, you know, for me, I, it makes me laugh when I think about it now because, you know, there's nothing anybody that loves us can safely say when we're consumed with our body and its image, how it's appearing. You know, if he tells me how to make improvements, I interpret it as him saying that I'm ugly, that I'm unlovable, that I'm not worthy, you know. And if he disagrees with my self-criticisms, he stands the chance, by the way, of hearing me have to go on and on and on about probably the most boring self-centered conversation that anybody should have to sit through is somebody ripping apart their physical form. It's, it, it's like inconsequential kind of information. It's a very boring self-centered topic. Um, I mean, really how long can one stand hearing somebody go on about their loose skin? There's not much to say about it. And it's actually, I would say it's pretty torturous. It's like torturous conversation for him. So, Step one, right? I like to look at everything through the steps. Okay, step one, I am powerless to how I feel about my body. And for me, this meant that right away, I was going to have to accept my body as being exactly how it was in this very moment on this exact day, right? Because I'm powerless to it. And, and that's challenging in early recovery because let's face it, a lot of us come here because our bodies are wearing the damage of the disease. That's why we come, many of us. You know, I came here, I thought originally because morbid obesity was crushing me, right? But really, I, I came here in earnest, returned through myself into the steps because the mental torture of wanting to stop and being unable to stop, no matter what the consequences my body was enduring, that's what was truly crushing. That I wanted to stop and I couldn't. And so I decided really that I was no longer here to get thin. I wasn't here anymore to get thin, but I was here to get well. And if I achieve a normal body size, that would be welcomed. But really, I just, for me, I just, wanted panic attacks. I was suffering panic attacks and I just wanted them to stop. Just wanted to have some mental clarity. And you know, if you admit you're powerless over food, you decide that you're gonna accept someone else's guidance with your food. 
right? And for me, the realization that I was powerless over the way I felt about my body and actually over the physical condition of my body, I knew that eating in a healthy and abstinent way would benefit my body, but there was likely going to be some aspects about this physical form that might be permanently scarred as a result of this disease. That's just the way it is. Um, and I believe that the steps, and they have, I believe it and they have, would help me become someone who could live and deal happily with physical imperfection. I also knew that all my life I had a preoccupation with my weight and I needed to admit that it was an unmanageable problem for me. Could not manage that problem anymore. So step two, I came to believe that God could restore me to sanity, which means that I believe God can and will remove the preoccupation I have about my appearance, about my weight, and about my attractiveness, right? And that I was willing to even say that what needed to be changed wasn't necessarily my body, but the constant thinking about my body. Thinking so much about my body was what needed to be changed. You know, in How It Works on page 61, it says our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call it nowadays. He is like the retired businessman who rolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter, complaining about the sad state of the nation. And I think that's what I'm like when I'm complaining about my body. Think about this guy, he's retired, he's a businessman, he's hanging out in the sunshine, right in Florida, complaining. And that's what it's like for me. I have a body that functions precisely as it's designed to function. And rather than enjoy the sunshine of a healthy physical form, I am grumbling about the imperfections of my outward image. And I think like talk about being ungrateful, really talk about lack of gratitude. And step three, I gave my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. And in how it works on page 63, it says, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less interested in ourselves, in our little plans and designs, and more and more, we became interested in seeing what we can contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter, we were reborn. So, okay, so God, you're the boss, and I wanna be on your team. That's what I say, like, God, you're my boss, and I wanna be on your team. I wanna serve God, and I'm willing to give God my thoughts, my desires, so that I want to think what God would have me think. And I want to want what God would have me want. And like, let's break this down really and see how taking a true third step 
can apply to this body image idea. So if God's my employer and he provides what I need, I need a physical form as the vehicle to house my earthbound soul, right? I've got an earthbound soul right now. I'm living on earth and I need a physical form to house it, to keep it in, right? And I can assume that this is gonna be the case for me until my earthly work is done, right? And then I won't need this physical form. And I understand that life here and now is finite. It has an end date. But I also believe, I believe, you know, this is my belief that my soul is not. I believe that my soul will, will live on, right? So if I really trust God entirely with my body, then its purpose is to do what this employer wants me to do with this body while I'm here on this earth. So when I really turn my body over to God, I become less interested in my little plans and designs. The insignificant plans I have for flat abs and for cellulite free legs. Like think about it. Like I'm here to do God's work, right? Um, it seems very small. That seems like a very small desire, a very small goal to being on team God, right? I cannot fathom that a requirement for being on this team requires having a perfect physical form. I just can't imagine that that's the requirement. I should want my body to be strong, as strong as I can contribute, right? And good enough to be able to be a contributor to life. So for me, I want my body to be able to move so I can get on the floor with my students. Like that's one of the things I like to do. I like to get on the floor and pull a reading group real close and cozy. I want a body that I can get on the floor and get back up if I have to. If some kid across the, across the room is acting up, I want to be able to jump up and get there, right? And I feel like, yeah, God's like, mm, yeah, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a good goal for your body. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to have the stamina and strength to keep up with my class. I want to be strong enough and fit enough to lift my mom's walker and get it in the car when I take her someplace. You know, I want to be able to be fit enough, unfortunately, to have to pitch in around the house. I don't like pitching in around the house, but I want my body to be good enough to do it, to be able to vacuum, to do yard work, you know, to like to do all those things, all the chores to help keep my family well. And again, none of this requires physical perfection. Didn't require perfection. If I'm truly contributing to life, I feel peaceful and purposeful and I can face life successfully. This is true rebirth for me. You know, we get this idea of being reborn. That's a rebirth for me. So step four says we made a searching and fearless moral inventory. And if the image of my body is consuming all my attention and much of my time, then I have a defect here, right? And it's self-centered vanity. That's my defect. And I know, look, I know that there are plenty of body image workshops um, that try to help the participants start thinking better thoughts about their bodies. And they come at this perhaps from a very different angle from the one that I'd like us to consider. 
perhaps my problem really is not what I think about my body, but perhaps it's that I am thinking about my body. Perhaps that's really my greater problem. Not that I think so poorly about my body or I don't think much about my body, but that I'm thinking about my body way too much, way too much. You know, the real defect that becomes apparent if I'm truly looking at it is lacking gratitude, is having no gratitude. You know, here I am with this vehicle that God created. I like to think of it like I'm a vehicle, right? To transport myself around while I'm here on earth. And what did I do with this gift, right? I'm going to tell you what I did with this gift. I treated it like garbage. I treated it like crap. You know, I filled it with cheap fuel, right? The, the worst possible food I could consume. Cheap, easy, way too much of it. Um, and I nearly ran it to the ground. Sometimes I would give it no fuel and demand that it looked better immediately, right? Or I ran it too hard and too fast, right? Just, just never took good care of it. I would say it's like I took this beautiful vehicle and I parked it in all the wrong neighborhoods and I banged the doors up and I did all sorts of horrible things. But the day that I start treating it better, I'm mad that it's not a Porsche. I sit around thinking, why doesn't this vehicle resemble a Porsche? Why can't I get it look like a Porsche? You know, really what I should do is thank God all day long every time my body functions. Every time that I'm capable of digesting the food I eat. You know, I forget, I used to have difficulty sleeping at night because that reflux, I ate so much, I couldn't digest my food. It was like coming up. And that hasn't happened to me in years, but I forget to say, thank you, God, that the food goes right down, that I digest my food. You know, I abused laxatives. I die, I, today, every time I can go to the bathroom and everything works, I should be grateful. I should say, thank you. You know, um, when I'm, when I don't feel my heart pounding in my ears from walking you know, up the stairs, I should say, thank you. you know, when I can actually run up the stairs because I forgot something, like I'm about to leave the house and I say, oh my gosh, I forgot. And I can run up the stairs out of my mouth should be, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Because there was a time the stairs felt like Mount Everest for me. I couldn't do it. You know, when I can sit in a chair and not worry that my bottom won't fit in it or that I'm not worried that it's going to break. When I can fit in a booth in a restaurant or a theater seat or walk down the aisle in a plane or on a bus, you know, really, how dare I be anything other than overwhelmed with gratitude? That's the truth. I should just be thanking God all the time. You know, Am I perfect? No, of course I'm not, right? I have times of vanity. And, and yeah, I do want to, I do want to look good. By the way, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look pleasing, right? I mean, you guys see me, I'm always like, let me put my lipstick on before I come on here, right? I put on makeup. I try to put my best self forward. Um, you know, but more and more, I'm really coming to a place where 
I feel love for my physical form and not because it's perfect, because it's not, right? And when I'm thinking too much about myself, which I can do, I do what we're directed to do. I think of others and how I can best meet their needs. You know, on page 416, we're gonna look at acceptance was the answer. Because I think acceptance here is the answer. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. So even as a person who is in the process of losing weight, they're best to accept their physical form exactly as it is in that precise moment in time. Clinging to the thought that God is capable of handing out our specific assignments, he knows the exact size and shape we need to be in order to execute the plan for the day. My physical transformation for me has been slow. It was not overnight and it's outside of my control. Part of what I abstain from is not just my binge foods, but I also abstain from diets and schemes because that is no longer in my control, right? Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. So slow weight loss is not a mistake. As long as I'm eating in agreement with what my nutritionist, right? What a doctor, what is a healthy plan, slow weight loss, not my business. My physical form and all its imperfections are not a mistake. I think I needed to focus for me on my recovery and not my body. Slow weight loss kept me very humble, truly humble, and it kept me learning, open and learning. Because every time I lost weight really fast, I thought I did it. And I left and it all came back on. I think God knows precisely what God's doing. You know, until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and really in my attitudes. <clears throat> so when, you know, when you're over a certain weight, it takes forever for people to notice the weight loss. And that was part of my story. I was like, nobody's noticing, nobody's noticing. I just want people to notice, right? I would often go to events and functions hoping that someone would say something, please say something, please say something. And when they didn't comment on my weight loss, I would feel bad. And think about this. I was showing up looking for what I could get out of that occasion, right? Totally focused on me, not the people there but on me. Basically what I was looking for is strokes of praise. Please give me strokes of praise. And here's what happens when you show up with this kind of, I say it's an empty begging bowl of wants. You show up with this empty begging bowl 
of want, 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 you can't get filled. It doesn't get filled. I, you know, I also know my job is not to get what I can from my, from any occasion, but rather to see what we can bring to each occasion. Once I set out with the assignment to be of service, I started to feel better. Self-esteem doesn't come from looking good, but truly from doing good. Esteemable acts fills up that bowl, right? That empty begging bowl of wants. It's not an empty begging bowl of wants. It's, it, it's easily filled when you show up looking for whose bowl you can fill. Who can you be of use to? And, you know, so what needs to be changed about me most of all was my attitude about my body, that my body is a gift that God gave me so I can do what he assigned me to do. And I also found that praise for my appearance is uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable then too, because it either wasn't enough praise or it was too much praise or it wasn't the right kind of praise. You know, today, the answer to feeling better about my body is to stop, stop sitting around thinking about my body. You know, it says Shakespeare said all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every situation, every person. And I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. And acceptance has taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. But we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better about God. So if I, if I know better than God, so if I complain about my body and its parts I don't like, I'm complaining about God's handiwork because I didn't create my body. I've known for a long time that I feel better when I move my body in the way that I can move my body. You know, I've, I know today, you know, when I move my body and I fill my body with healthy food, that I am showing gratitude to my creator for my body. And not because I wanna manipulate it to looking any different, but truly because I want my body to have the energy and the ability to do the work that he assigned me. Um, you know, I exercise today in ways that bring me joy, things that make me feel good. Um, you know, I've discovered I've got this new passion for swimming. It's like God was like, you know, here, swim. And I love it. It's like my passion now. And here's how I know that I've been transformed. I don't care what I look like in the bathing suit. Like, I cannot believe I truly don't care. And I'm not after any visible physical improvements in my body. You know, my loose skin on my arms is not going away. <laughs> my stomach, still the same way. I swim today because it feels amazing. It feels good. I feel good when I do it. I think my, my brain feels sharper. My body feels stronger. 
it feels like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. And, um, and I don't show up there consumed with thoughts about my body. Actually, what happens is, is that I've made some friends at the pool and have had some of the most like wonderfully spiritual, not body focused conversations at all. And, um, and so that's the spirit that I look to, to embrace. Um, I just want to repeat again, if you're hoping to feel better about your body, um, start using it to do good work. Start using your body in whatever way you can, right? To do the work that you believe God would have you do. Thanks with that on pass.